0: Tonight somewhere. I mean, Rod Naylor's blood pressure's got to be through the roof right now. And kid, Ellen bastard's freaking out. You know he's freaking
1: out, Eddie Kingston. You know it. So today, it's our 20th episode. We're going to talk about bullying. In the past, we had Meat on as a guest when we talked about Greg the Hammer Valentine against Roddy Piper in a dog collar match. If you want to hear a serious episode about bullying and somebody's horrific experience dealing with it and how they overcame it and what they did to get out of it, please go back and listen to that episode. And today, our stories pale in comparison to that story. But I think it's important for our audience to know how we went through or the experiences we had dealing with bullying. And so I know, Jim, you've got an interesting story. So can you tell us about your bullying episode or story that you had to deal with?
0: Yeah, no problem. When I I decided instead of going to public school to go to private high school because I had always been in private school. So when I transferred over to St. Mary's, I still had my ugly green pants from St. Peter and Paul and my white shirt. And I didn't know any better because I was a freshman. And there was a kid that would pick on me every day, but he would do it in the shadows. So I really couldn't hear it. I thought maybe something was going on. And it just kept aggravating and aggravating me. And after like two weeks, he had drawn a picture of me in these pants as a as a young, snotty teenager would. And I just was like in rage because I got my hands on it. So after class, I went right to that dude's locker and I just started choking him. Everybody was just freaking out because it wasn't really a school known for fighting. And he couldn't reach me because my arms were long and I was just choking him and choking him until The teachers came and pulled me off him and we got called in the office. And you know, we're both freshmen. So we're both crying because we figure our parents are going to freak out and we're going to get suspended. And they're like, you're definitely going to both get suspended. One of you probably should leave the school because we don't tolerate this. And you know, and my dad, my dad's a Korean war vet. So I'm pretty scared about him coming to do this because it's the first time I'd ever seriously been in trouble. And so my dad comes and he tells me to wait in the hall and they talk to my dad and. He's like, "What happened?" And I'm like, "These kids were making fun of me and they wouldn't stop, so I finally had enough and I choked the kid." He's like, "All right, you got a couple of days off. You want to go get some ice cream or some food?" And I was like, "What?" And he's like, he's like, "Yeah, you shouldn't let people do that to you. We're good." I was like,
1: uh, "All right." <laughs> and after that incident, did it all finish for you? Like was the bullying over? Like did it never continue again or what happened after that?
0: Um, yeah, I never, I never, I mean, I got into like a couple fights later, but like no, no, the bullying at the school stopped and I stayed the rest of the year. And then I wound up going to public school, but like, yeah, that dude never did anything ever again. And nobody else did either.
1: All right, Mike, how about you? You have any. Uh, like experiences with bullying or things that happened in elementary school, junior high school, high school anything like that?
2: Mostly like adult stuff with dirtbag bikers in bars the one time me and my buddy and his and his old lady we went up to this one bar and I was in the grab, I went back to grab pizza and this one guy at first when I'm talking, I thought he was talking to Scotty and I thought maybe he knew him Scotty's kind of a rough guy himself and uh, he's a little bit older than me and, and I, I, he's, yeah, he's like a kind of more like a Spalding, you know, so uh, I thought maybe he knew the guy and then all of a sudden I saw another guy come over and I went over there at my pizza and he's just there with this old lady and they're st- staring at him. And he's like, all of a sudden two more of his buddy co- buddies come along and he's, he's like, you know who you guys know who I am. And I'm like, Oh fuck, we're dead. These guys got no necks. They're like, they're, you know, they're 200 some pound guys. You know I mean? Right. I'm 145 soaking wet. And, right. and there's two of us and there's four of them. And, uh, they're pissed. I don't know, maybe because they didn't have a girl with them. Scotty goes after he goes, you know who the fuck we are? Scotty goes, looks at him and he goes, do you know who the fuck I am? I'm Scott Pick. And he said it. And these guys, the two of the other guys got a little bit closer and he put his hand on the other guy's chest and he goes, this ain't a fucking three-way. You can see yourself away. Nothing ended up happening. He talked his way, out, like out. he wasn't afraid. Like yeah. I thought we were fucking dead. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is, we're the only ones in the bar besides the bartender. She's watching it like that's normal. You know, that's just a normal fucking Tuesday night at whatever the shit's called. I thought we were dead, but luckily that dude, I, I mean... He, he may have a bit of a reputation, I guess, in the area. So I guess I probably <laughs> walked in with the right guy. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 there's a bunch. Like, even when I bartended the, my buddy Brian came in and he brought one of these guys. He looked like fucking Hogan and he, and he brought him in and he, he said something to me, he made some smart little remark, called me, uh, I don't know what he, he made some, some allusion to my sexual preference. And mm-hmm. I told him that, uh, I said pretty much I put him in his place. I told him, you know, like, buddy, I've had more than you could ever fucking imagine. Mm. And then I said something else to him. I don't know what I said. And and my buddy, Brian's like, you know, he's not going to listen to your shit. I told you not to fucking try to be cute. You know, if you just put like the one time we go into a bar and we sit down in these fucking seats. And then like a few minutes later, these two fucking dirtbags walk in and we're supposed to get out of our seats because someone's like, Oh, they always sit there. You guys should probably move. And then even my buddy that was with me, who was like a CEO and he's a bit of a lunatic, Mm -hmm. uh, He's like, yeah, we should probably get up. We didn't get up and they fucking walked and they went and sat somewhere else. I just with, with them, if you stand up to them or you say something like in, in all those cases, like what what happened? They fucking walked away. They right. just like to intimidate you. They're a bunch of fucks.
1: I, I have a story similar to that, like about standing up. And once you stand up, in my experience, also, once I stood up, it just kind of fizzled out. And actually, yeah. I earned. Yeah, I earned a lot of respect from the person who was bullying me by standing up. And so I think you guys know the story. But. When I was in school in Toronto, I know you guys always shit on Toronto for being like this soft, beautiful place where there's no violence and whatever. But we had lots of fights in school, like lots and lots and lots and lots of fights. And so when I went to school in the early 70s, unfortunately for me, all the kids were either white or black. And so that doesn't seem like a big deal. But me being brown, when I first went to school in the first couple of days, like everything was okay. Nobody really thought of me as any different. The white kids played with me. The black kids played with me. But then over time, slowly, I started to notice both groups started to separate from me. And I was pointed at as being something different. And so you're neither white nor black. And so I got attacked by both sides. And I used to get beat up regularly. I was really small. I used to get bullied, pushed around. And like, you know, every kid has their limit, like where they can't take it anymore. And so we were going home from school one day. And it was the end of the winter season. I don't know if you guys have this system where in the states where you're supposed to keep like your winter boots in school in like a cubby and so when you go and play out in the field you use like you take them out with you do you guys have stuff we like
0: that we used to have that back in the 70s yeah for sure Yeah,
1: right so okay so we had i had my winter boots and it was like the season was such that it was like the ice was melting and it's time to take your shoes back home and so the boots back home i've left school a little bit early and i can hear from behind me there's this kid coming He's rushing towards me. Okay. The boy's name's Dwayne. He's taller than me. He's stronger than me. And I know he's coming to attack me. I can just feel it. You know, when you get that feeling like something's about to go down and I'm young, I'm like grade three, maybe grade, grade two or grade three. I start spinning my boots in my plastic bag. And so the plastic bag starts like spinning around in a circle. And I've got this tall long string, which has like tightened up now because of the spinning of the bag. And as he gets within striking distance, I just, without even hesitating, I turn around and I hit him as hard as I can. I hit him right in the temple and I knocked him out cold, like completely out cold. Nice. <laughs> then I look to my right, I look to my left. Nobody's there. Like they, I just, it was luck. I was purely lucky. I looked around. I just fucking ran home i ran home as fast as i fucking could get home act like nothing happened come to school the next day and i'm worried like fuck the next day he's gonna beat the fuck out of me i get to school and he sees me and this is just what i believe happened but he must have thought he was coming to attack me and the next thing he remembers he's like knocked out and he woke up and so the minute he sees me at school he's super nice and super friendly to me (laughs) he never ever ever bothered me again. And then years and years, years later, I'm working in a clothing store. I'm selling jeans in a clothing store. And this girl comes a really hot girl. And so she was trying on a pair of jeans. I put the pair of jeans on her. I start hemming up the bottom. And from behind me, this guy screams, get away from my girlfriend. And I look. And it's him. And he's got this big smile. And so he recognizes me. So he's got a big smile on his face. He comes over to me, gives me a big hug. He goes, how are you doing, man? And it was like nothing. Good. Like And for me, I think that instance of standing up to him and that episode when I was a high schooler much later really proved to me, you've got to stand your ground. If you don't stand your ground, you're going to lose respect from others. And then you'll never, ever, ever get out of that being bullied phase. And so I think it it's probably changed bit, him, too. Yeah. I think that whenever I've had experiences after that, especially as an adult now, I don't stand for any bullshit from anyone, anyone. Yeah. And so I know, Mike, you've always been like that around me. Like, you, I never hear you have any patience for anybody who's shitting you. Like, you know, but when they're bullshitting you for a joke, like, that's different. But when they're like trying to really waste your time or do something bad to you, oh. I, I've seen you have zero patience with
2: people. And the so at the bar would know. <laughs> <laughs> you never knew I, what the fuck you're gonna hear out of their mouths, and I, I never it back.
1: Jim, I imagine at your size, right? People don't really mess with you that much, right?
0: No, like, yeah, I, I don't get a lot of that. Like, I think everybody gets that stuff in in grade school or or high school for sure. But like, and and also, I don't, I don't frequent a lot of bars. You know, I get, I get up fairly early, so like. You know, trouble usually starts after ten and I'm now nowadays I'm not generally out past ten. But like, you know, yeah, when you're when you're in that and it depends on what bars you hang out at, but like yeah, all that trouble when you're an adult almost always seems to swirl around alcohol, right?
1: So especially for you guys in that area there, right? Where you're at, I think it's all alcohol related. It's not oh, I'm I, sure. Yeah, 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 I yeah, I don't That's
2: think related anger.
1: Right, I don't think in that area. I'm surprised, and I, I can't explain why. But I didn't experience any racism whatsoever in the Dupuy area. I'm sure it exists,
2: oh but God,
1: <laughs> but I never. And it must have existed, or must have increased after nine eleven. But before nine eleven, when I was there with you guys, <laughs> like, I
0: don't mean to laugh at that,
1: but but no, it's it's true, right? Like before. happened not a single one of mike's friends ever asked me about like you know my family's religion or my background or you know what do you believe or any shit like that
2: like there was none of that nobody cared everybody hung out with all different kinds of people nobody gave a shit it wasn't it didn't
1: matter but i imagine that's changed a lot after 9-11 right Okay, so the reason why we're talking about our bullying episodes today is today our match features kind of like revenge for a bullying episode. So the one of the combatants in today's match, his name is Necro Butcher. He and his tag team partner named Madman Pondo, they actually beat up two not so famous wrestlers named Matt Turner and Anthony Franco. Did you know either of those guys? No, no. They're not famous guys, right? I think they were just students and they had a couple of matches. And so they got in the ring with Necro Butcher and Madman Pondo and Madman Pondo and Necro Butcher took advantage of them. And so Samoa Joe is trying to stand up to Necro Butcher for what he did in today's match. And so today, that's the match we're talking about. Today's match. (laughs) It was promoted by IWA Mid-South, which was run by Ian Rotten, one of the worst workers I've ever seen. (laughs) It was uh, in the ECW Arena to a half-full arena. This is prior to ECW Arena's renovations. It looked exactly the same as what I remembered it here. And as usual, in the beginning of the match, we talk about commentary, the referee, a whole bunch of stuff. Today's commentary, Dave Prazik, CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. Fucking awful. I thought <laughs> they were awful. I would have much rather heard Savage. Uh, McMahon <laughs> and uh, Booker T on commentary. Oh my it was God. fucking terrible.
0: Really? What, yeah. what do you think, Jim? Um, I think it was bad, but I think you're trying to rate it like a regular match. And I think like punk and Kingston are, I don't know if they were regular announcers back then. I think no. they're just out there to see the receipt. Like, yeah, I don't right. think, I think they're out there as fans. So I don't think you should rate them
1: as announcers. Oh, brutal mike what would you think
2: (laughs) i like them man. you know what i think i think because you have such a small like amount of indie wrestling that you've taken in over the last 20 years you aren't used to like the indie style
1: uh maybe you know what i mean how how many indie
2: matches have you seen outside of like us doing the show in the last 20 years none 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 right zero right so like this is how they all this is how they all sound so like prazak was in he was in ring of honor he was in Chikara. So, right. so I know him. I, I I think he's good. I'm used to him. And uh, like he said, like Jimmy said, uh, he, uh, Kingston and Punk were just there, you know, just there just to see the receipt. They wanted to see that, that match.
1: So, like, I understand that the idea of the commentary here between Punk and uh, Kingston is like just to see the receipt. I get that. But like at least at the very fucking least, you don't <laughs> talk about stuff that 95 percent of the audience doesn't give a fuck about. You know, what I mean, like there are points in the match. We'll get to them. Where they talk about shit that takes away from what Necro Butcher and Samoa Joe are doing in a big way, and I believe no matter what you think about Necro Butcher and Samoa Joe in this match, they deserve the respect of the commentary to be focused on what they're doing, not on fucking what's this motherfucker's name, Rob Naylor. Who the fuck? I don't give a fuck about <laughs> Rob Naylor. Why the fuck you huh? I know Necro Butcher is bleeding like a stuck pig. He's almost dead. And you're like, oh Rob Naylor must be loving this, Rob Naylor. Who the fuck? I don't give a fuck about Rob Naylor.
2: And so you know it's an inside thing though. It's like an I don't know know who he is either, but it's like an indie thing. It's it wasn't meant for like the WWE people.
1: Yeah, that I yeah, maybe. I I just I I was so
2: most of your wrestling aside from Japan has been like your experiences to wrestling have been like late WCW and, and WWF. So you're right. used to those styles.
1: Maybe, maybe. I just, I felt, I just felt like, you know, I want to be included. Like Chikara, right? We talked about it before. When we had the Kraken Bush and the Kingston match, I never felt left out. It wasn't an right. insider kind of commentary. And so maybe that's why I expected this to be like that. And it wasn't. I was just awful, awful. I swear. Booker T, Savage and McMahon preferred. Okay. Then Bryce Rensburg. This is a, an interesting thing. Okay. Mike, you have said he's a great referee. I agree. He's a great referee. But my problem here is Joe and Necro Butcher both attack him before the match. And so they almost diminish how strong their beatings on him are by having him continue the match. I thought it would have made more sense to have another referee in the beginning of the match. They beat the guy out exactly like they did. They smash him up throw him over the top rope, and then that referee can't continue. So Remsburg comes out. I didn't think it was smart to have Remsburg continue the match, and as the match continued, he's, like, normal, and he, like, no-sold towards the end. And so I didn't like that he refed the whole match the whole way through. What do you think about that, Jim?
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, they could have just knocked him out, or they could have knocked him out later and done what you said. Like, yeah, it seemed kind of pointless. Like, if if they were going for the angle of don't get in our way – they could have just accosted, They both accosted him, and that would have gave the,
2: a, a similar, if not better, effect.
1: Mike, what would you think about that?
2: They may only have had one or two refs on the whole card. Oh, they I maybe see. They only had one ref that could take that bump, and he may have been the ref that they wanted in that match. So I don't know if maybe that's why. How, how fast did he come back? I, I liked him getting tossed like that. I thought it was cool that he got tossed. Like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. This is going to be a war.
1: He came back wow. in three minutes. I checked it. Yeah, well, that's it's. I, I not <laughs> right. I, I I
2: guess I yeah. so, you know it's crazy because back in the old days, the guys would get barely bumped and they'd right. collapse for like you know 15, 20 minutes. minutes right? Yeah, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so it's. I don't know. It's probably yeah. more realistic if I was if I was doing that and someone tossed me out of the ring, I'd be back in three minutes.
1: Yeah, in, real, uh, in right. reality, maybe right. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay, so that was my only. I, Remsburg did a great job. Great job. Joe but kills just,
2: himself on that dive after that. Holy
1: shit! Yeah. Oh, so 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 many things to talk about. Okay, so oh, right off the bat, they established the mood for this match with the uh, exchanging forearms in the center of the ring right off the get-go. They throw Remsburg out, and they're going back and forth. Now at this point, there's some stiff shots, and there's some worked shots, and you get the feeling. Like, stuff is about to go down. Like, they've established right there, like, this is not going to be a normal match. And I was anticipating something awesome right there. What do you think about that exchange before they go to the outside, Jim?
0: Yeah, I was like, I, like, there's a lot of times in the match where you're like, did they purposely... Do that, or was it worth like, like I know we're going to get to it, but like that power slam on the outside, like, like, did Necro Butcher try to no sell it? And Joe's like, No, I'm putting you over, anyways, and almost drop him on his head. Like, yeah,
2: yeah, like, yeah. like the whole match gets ugly fast.
1: what do you think about that initial exchange,
2: Mike? Oh, it was great. It was hot. The crowd was hot. It was nice.
1: Yeah. And so uh, you're right. So the crowd's hot, then they go to the outside, and then they go to the outside. And they do something that you don't normally see. Necro Butcher puts his hands to his side and he gives a straight up headbutt to Joe. Like, no. Yeah. That's fucking
2: <laughs> <laughs> man. Holy shit in this match.
1: Yeah. And I found out through research later, Necro Butcher had just come back from, they, they mentioned in the match that he had just come back from Japan, but he had a huge a huge scar on his head from Japan and it had just closed. And so he wanted to purposely open it because he knew yeah. he'd be bleeding everywhere. So that's why he himself initiated the headbutt to open up that scar because he wanted the blood all over. Like he wanted the blood works. And so
2: I, you rarely see headbutts like that. Oh, but, dude, they were vicious. After that, if that didn't open it up, the ones that Joe gave him did.
1: Right. They were incredible, incredible. And so there's no artwork here, right? It's not like, no, no I, <laughs> I'm not making you believe I'm doing a headbutt but not actually getting it i'm just fucking headbutting you like it's a real headbutt and so is this pro wrestling or is this a fight or what is this you know like it it starts to become a little bit fuzzy as to what we're watching here because it's not an mma match and it's not really a wrestling exhibition and even garbage wrestling like you watch garbage wrestling they still protect each other on their bumps right like As much as he could, you know, when Undertaker and Mankind had that match, as much as he could, Undertaker protected him whenever he could. But there's no protection of anybody here ever. And so I, yeah, so as a fan, I got a little bit confused, like, what the fuck's going on here? And
2: uh, it started to make me feel a little bit uneasy. What do you think about that, Mike? Well, yeah, I think I like what about Prezek when he goes, you never had but a Samoan. And Eddie Kingston goes, never fuck with a Samoan right <laughs> come on that, <laughs> yeah. that that's about as sound advice as you could ever give they're always the baddest dudes if you were a non-wrestling fan and you were just watching you'd probably wonder if it was legal like right. you, see, you see like this dingy arena, this dingy arena with these rabid fans and these guys are doing shit that is fucking real man like it's yeah. real like i think maybe some of those those a couple of slams that joe botched on him i think that necro isn't much of a wrestler right you know yeah. joe does that all day long joe's Got those snap power bombs. I mean, they're as mm. good as anybody that's ever, you know, like him, you know, it's really good. He, like, mm. So I think a lot of that has to do in that one where he traps him on his head from the apron. Yeah. yeah we will yeah, we'll get, yeah, the we'll get it there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Okay. So then right off the headbutt, they move over the ramp and they go to the other side of the ring. And uh, this is the point where, uh, first of all, if there's somebody who's listening to this podcast who's not a wrestling fan, I highly recommend you do not watch this match. this this is not a match for somebody who's coming to wrestling for the first time. And this is not a match for somebody who's faint at heart. When I clicked on my, youtube link for this it said sign in to confirm your age like it's it's that <laughs> <laughs> it's that grotesque this would have drawn the end uh That's it would have like, drawn I you, saw
2: this. I'd have been, are you fucking, this is insane this is great i would have loved it
1: <laughs> uh it for me it crossed the line a little bit what do you think jim did you think it was like appealing or disgusting or how did you see this i think
0: i have so many years of watching so many different things that it didn't the thing that phased me was the botching because i couldn't again i couldn't yeah. tell if it was
1: botching or he was actually trying to hurt him right agreed agreed it was a lot of confusion for me too so th- for instance as we like i think a good point here is when they went for that power slam right he goes for the power slam mike i think you're right necro butchers a little bit tall and a little bit awkward yeah. and so he should tuck his head and roll with the power slam but he doesn't he just joe takes a face plan on the
2: one i believe joe slipped a little bit on the floor <laughs> on
1: on the first one right on the first yeah. one sure right right not the second one, but on the first one he slips <laughs> <laughs> and so he he smashes his head right on the ground and it makes you cringe right no no matter how much you dislike necro butcher or what you think about this match you can't help but cringe because it seems like he's Fighting for his life from that point on. It, so where right he, after
2: that, he ch- Joe chucks yeah. that chair at his head, and it was brutal.
1: Back to back. So he he not only does he slam his head onto the concrete in a botched power slam, then he picks up a steel chair and throws it right at his head, right <laughs> like that. Was light? Not at all. He would no relentlessness. It just kept going. And then from there, Necro Butcher gets up and throws punches back, and they are not worked punches. They are punches. They're real punches. Is he fighting for his life or is this an agreed upon idea to make this look real? I have no fucking clue. Jim, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Again, I I don't know where the line is. Like, those are those are that's really somebody trying to punch somebody in the face. (laughs) What do you think, Mike?
2: Yeah, man, it was great. I loved that. It, it, it It did seem pretty real, but maybe they just said, let's fucking go. You know, they're both tough guys.
1: Right. Like, I think when we looked at last week's match and Murdoch threw punches in the face, you knew even though they looked fucking great and maybe he is hitting guys, he's not hurting guys. These punches that were thrown today, he obviously was trying to hurt him. Like, there was no letting back whatsoever. There's no, you know, choreography, let's say, to it. It was just a punch. It was it was it was unbelievable. Okay, then they get back into the ring, and uh, this is especially where I got very angry with the commentary. Uh, the guy's bleeding like uh, as I mentioned, he's bleeding like crazy. He's selling as much as he can for this crowd. The crowd so into the match, and instead of talking about you know Necro Butcher's ability to withstand punishment or Joe's arsenal is so and so or whatever about these two guys and putting these two guys over. They're talking about irrelevant shit. It fucking irritates the fuck. (laughs) Oh, my God. Then from there, Necro Butcher gets uh, Joe gets back into the ring and Necro Butcher goes and gets the guardrail, brings it into the ring. And I don't know if his senton is poor because he's lost one third of all of the blood in his body or (laughs) he just can't wrestle. (laughs) it was very sloppy. What do you think about that, Mike?
2: Yeah, I think you got it right. It It was sloppy.
1: It was. Sl- Is he normally? Sl- I haven't watched any of his other matches. I know He's him by reputation. Sloppy. Yeah, that's oh, what he does,
2: sloppy. man. He just I see. throws it all out there.
1: I see. I see. I see. So yeah, a very You're sloppy.
2: He said, out of the
1: If I have to put him into perspective of guys with his skill set, who else would I compare him to in terms of skills?
2: Probably like Sandman or something. Ah, yeah. No, maybe Rotten not Sandman. even because Sandman. Did Arana right? Yeah. yeah. What about Ax- what about Balls Mahoney? Yeah, yeah, but maybe.
1: Paul Mahoney had a, like an amateur background. I'm thinking probably more like an Axel Rotten.
2: Yeah, all right. Yeah, I oh, like I'd that. Go with
1: that. I see. I see. I see. Okay. And then, uh, they get onto the apron. Ha. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, man. They get onto the apron and, uh, uh they go <laughs> for an exploder, right? Like, uh, Samoa Joe goes for an exploder. I really, really think. This is not Samoa Joe's fault. I think Necro Butcher didn't tuck as he's supposed to tuck. But what disgusted me the most, and I know I'm not personally vested in the match, so like I don't have any knowledge of these guys. But once he lands it, Eddie Kingston screams out, "Fucking awesome!" What did you think about that, Jim?
0: Yeah, it was it was a big oof. Like, like again, this is one of the spots where I'm like, did he? Like, I know Nacro's not very sound in wrestling, but, like, did Joe, like, Joe, I feel like Joe, if Joe wanted to throw somebody, like, he could just throw them. So, like, did Joe let up a little? Did he not place himself right? Like, the the real and fake
2: line is very blurred. What would you think, Mike? Yeah, for sure. with What Jimmy said. And it was technically an exploder because once his head hit the ground, he kind of did explode. <laughs> <laughs> his face looked like he was covered in strawberry jam.
1: That fucking thud, like, I can't get that thud out of my, like, you know, it's a loud arena on a grainy quality video, and you can still, clear as day, hear that boom, you know, like, from his head hitting the ground. It was, oh, it was very uncomfortable. Okay, and then, as if that's not enough, he (laughs) did, Mojo, power bombs Necro Butcher onto the back of the guardrail, which is suspended on the middle rope in the ring. And it's very, 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 very stiff. As much as I like Samoa Joe, I thought this excessive beatdown made me want to try to cheer, or at least cheer for Necro Butcher's like you know fortitude,
2: right? Like he the came fact off that he's sympathetic, right? Because sure, he right. was getting fucking murdered. It was like Bob Sapp and Nogera. Uh, M- murdered. Right. And so, like, that's totally
1: not what they were trying to do with this match. What they were trying to do was give him a receipt for taking liberties with two guys. And in the end, you made him the sympathetic figure, which is fucking ridiculous, right? Like, I, I don't think they achieved what they'd hoped to achieve. They wanted him to come off as a dickhead, but they came off as almost like a hero. Like, I, I thought that was strange.
2: Very strange. Okay, then. Well, also, like, also, Joe wasn't a part of that company. So as oh. far as like, you know, that's their home guy that they cheer for.
1: Oh, I see he was you the main. I mean? so going to yeah.
2: be that's going to be why, you know, the fat on top of it, that it probably has a lot to do with it because Joe's maybe did, you know, that show maybe what, you know, one more show or something for them. And Necro was there every week. I see. So they see. so they saw like that, you know, people have fallen for Necro over the years because they've seen the insane amounts of punishment that the fucking guy can take. So, like, you know, that that was built up people that would have been like, you know, Terry Funk or something. Is he, to me, it
1: seems like he's very similar to Nick Gage. Is he that like that? Is that the the thing uh, going on he with him?
2: He wasn't like a stone-cold killer. He's oh, pretty laid back. He smokes butt and lays back and relaxes. He's a pretty cool, chill guy.
1: Okay, then we get back to, we're heading towards the finish. They do the German suplex on the chair. Uh, you know, the chair is a very limited target. It's kind of small. These guys are big. It's hard to hit it perfectly. They hit it as good as they could. And uh, right after that, Joe does a bunch of palm strikes and the blood splatter flying through the arena. It's like watching an episode of Dexter. That like was it's,
2: amazing. It's like, what the fuck? It was fuck? so I, cool. It was, yeah. So I It was don't, such a great visual. Yeah, okay, I agree. It's a good Some visual. It doesn't grab you as a kid. You see that or you see that in a magazine. They got a still shot of that where Joe's smacking him. His face is all contorted and there's blood flying through the air. That's, that's something You want to see that match. It's like Piper versus uh, Valentine. So I would agree.
1: The Piper versus Valentine, like there's like a boundary of like, this is entertainment and gruesome and hard. But this was like, it's almost as if Necro Butcher could have died. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have been strange if he had died in this match. And so I wonder if they went beyond what's acceptable. Jim, what do you think about that? Do you think the level of blood and damage here was normal or was it? too much what do are your thoughts on
0: that i think it's normal for that territory you got to remember what is this 2005?
1: 2005 2005 yeah. correct yeah. yeah
0: so it's 2005 they don't have a tv deal the only way that people are getting this match is from rfd video so like you want to have something where like if we were in the e- if ecw is still around at that time and we're in the crowd and somebody goes Hey, did you see that Joe Necro Butcher match? We'd be like, "What are you talking about?" And they'd be like, "Holy shit!" And yeah. one of us
1: would have probably bought the tape. I see, I see. The marketing is totally different, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I wasn't. It was just something that's, I guess, not for me. I like violence. I like the bomb I matches. I like all Nick that. Spot. He, he no,
2: When Necro got up, he, yeah. he started giving those nice body blows to Joe and then he started yeah. oh, slapping him And the oh, That was great. That was one of so, my favorite moments. So when he
1: falls down and this might be a problem of like the cameras, they zoom in and his blood, it's not like he's bleeding. It's like this plasma all over the ring. And that was uh, it was like a little bit too much. Like, you know, <laughs> the blood was curdling. I was like, oh, my God. And so it's different. When a guy blades on his forehead and it's like blood seeping down like water. Like this was not like that. It was like plasma. It was like And then after all that shit, I'm sorry to say, no matter how strong Joe is, no matter how big he is, I can't believe a kick to the face is what finishes this match. (laughs) Like
2: he probably well, gave him a bunch of knees, like a bunch of vicious knees to the head. To I me, he you no know, exploder. Knee?
1: No, I would say the exploder on the ground and the power bomb on the thing. You don't need anything else. Like
2: that's <laughs> why did right you do any that, That's like a move that's basically illegal in like UFC. And he's fucking giving this guy knee to the head and one he right. to the other.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see why you would do that, but for me, it was and just the overkill. Kick,
2: man, you're done. How much more can you do? He tried to get up.
1: Yeah, he tried to get. I, yeah, and there's another point, right? He tries to get up and again, you're cheering for this guy now, Necro Butcher, to get up, right? Like, the, the finish actually makes him look good. He can't get up. He's trying to get up. And then after the 10 count, he continues going after Joe. And so now I, I want him to succeed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not Cheering for Joe at all anymore? Like I don't have any sympathy for Joe whatsoever. I'm thinking Necro Butcher's awesome, and so I was a little bit confused by that. You mentioned that he's the star and the hero here, and that's why they did that. But I I just I got lost. I I think it was just too much for me. It was way too much for me. I, I got a
0: huge point to bring up, and that's that Joe. We all agree Joe whips his ass, right? And the match ends, and Necro Butcher gets up and looks at Joe, and Joe rolls under the ring. And gets the fuck out of Dodge. What kind of reputation does Necro Butcher have that right. Right. Joe does, Joe does not stay in character? That he's beating his ass. Joe hightails it the fuck out of there.
1: So yeah, it, it made Joe look a little bit weak, right? I
2: I think that that I think he was him. genuinely scared. I think he was like genuinely like I need to get the hell out of here. Or he proved his point. He was going home. He made his money. That's fair
1: too. That could be it, Mike. What do you, when you think about this? Like I look at a lot of internet sites and they reviewed this match and it's got a super, super high rating for me. This is one of the worst matches I've ever seen. I would never watch it again. I would not recommend it to anybody. I agree. It's a spectacle. I know that there are spots here that are beautiful, but as a match overall, it to me, it's not artwork. I like, I think of wrestling as artwork for the most part. For me, this is one star at most. What did you think of this?
2: Yeah. I thought it was outstanding. I, a 12 minute match that good. I thought it was great. I loved it. Jim,
1: where do you see I, this I, match? I
2: told you a t- bunch of the yeah. bunch of the minutes up. But like you 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 can you can't see the value in this, but you, you but the FMW, they get a five star. Yeah, I you know what? Rockets, I, oh. Yeah, Come but on, like the, man. But I'll tell you why because when you see if the rocket in Japan, I think you'd be going nuts about it.
1: No, you know what? I think the problem is that the guys in Japan are always protecting each other, and that's the difference. Even when they do the rocket, like when you watch Onita getting like somebody get hit by the rocket, we talked uh, Sasuke and Onita. Onita covers the guys then he tries to protect them and then when he does like a move that's a little bit stiff he comes back with a soft like when he did the power bomb, that was too stiff on Sasuke he comes back with a softer one after that like they're not trying to purposely hurt the other guy but in this match, both guys are just trying to hurt the other guy. And I think that's where I have a problem with this. I, I don't have a problem with the violence per se. Like I like blood and I like and I don't mind if it's like ECW. I was a big fan of ECW matches, uh, except for when New Jack was trying to kill people, like legitimately kill people. I That shit turned me off, too. Like when he threw Vic Grimes off the top of the, the oh. scaffold, try to kill him. Like that shit that when it gets real and it gets like you take liberties with somebody's body. I think that's what bothers me the most.
2: But if and they I think, didn't, though? What if they told each other to go hard? Maybe Both these okay. guys have a reputation. Joe was at that time probably among the best wrestlers in the world. So so and he had a reputation for being a, an extreme badass who who like you, you saw it in the ring. You know, the guy right. portrayed that image and then Necro Butcher is like a hardcore legend. You think these guys said, well, we'll take it easy on me. It's not Lex Luger in there against the ultimate warrior. These (laughs) guys, Joe's like a badass Samoan motherfucker. You know, he's probably saying, you know, you can hit me. You don't have to lay off. I'm not a pussy. Like those guys are not normal wrestlers. You know, these guys aren't normal guys.
1: Yeah, you're I'm sure you're right about that. I just don't think anybody takes a s- exploder onto the ground on their head on purpose, gets up and says, take a power bomb on the guard. Right? Like, like, there's I a limit. <laughs> there's a lot of
2: sloppiness is what it yeah. was. Ah, as see. far as the, the punching and the kicking and shit, those guys, they're they are not afraid of nothing. Necro butchers had so much shit done to him. You, you know, like t- telling, having a guy slap him a little bit hard in the face or, or give him a, a good knee or a good, that's nothing to
1: him. Have you seen him take a worse beating than this?
2: Well, it's usually not one-sided. Like this uh, is pretty I one-sided. I see. You know, usually they kill each other.
1: I see. Jim, what do you think about this match? I thought the match was
0: really good. I thought the the botches were rough, mm-hmm. and but like knowing that it was supposed to be a receipt, I I liked it. I I liked I liked how violent it was, and I didn't mind. I thought the guardrail, like like if yeah. we're going to talk about something where I was like, ooh, I was, the guard, the guardrail is probably it for me because like you could probably with like chair shots. I'm, I mean, I'm not well versed, but I'm sure there's a way to land a certain way to take most of the impact. I don't think there's any fucking way to soften a blow on a guardrail. Yeah, yeah that, was,
1: that
2: yeah. was really tough. That was,
1: that was tough. That was tough. The exploder for me was the worst on the ground. And then the guardrail, those one, two were like just Awful. And I think the power slam on the outside, that was probably Necro Butcher's fault. It wasn't Samoa Joe trying to hurt him. I think it was just... It
2: so did seem like he slipped a little bit too, Joe.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 but I think that was just a botch. It was not intentional, right? Like, it, But the yeah. others seemed like they might have been intentional. So this is the first time I think we've not agreed on a match. Till now, we've all agreed on every... I don't know if you realize this. We've all agreed like this has been a good match. or This has not been a good match. or This is funny or this is not. But this is the first time we've come to disagreements. So that's good. I think this is one have of the
2: most fun times I had watching a match. This is oh. among, easily, easily yeah. among the funnest matches I've watched since because I've never seen it before. I've just seen clips right. and the amount of like, holy fuck moments in it as, yeah. in, in a 12 minute match is probably unparalleled. <clears throat> Usually you'll get that in a 60, 30 minute match in 12 minutes. The amount of like, did that really happen? Is that too bad? Like, and and I know (laughs) that those guys are both badass dudes. So for me, this was easily one of the I would highly recommend this to anybody, especially like coming out of the ECW area. And and if you do happen to pick this up on YouTube, titled under Terre gets squeamish. Yeah. 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 to Watch this match.
1: So okay, Mike, I'll give it to you a different way. Would you recommend this match to a non wrestling fan?
2: Dude, if I would have saw this for the first, I would have thought it was great interesting jim do we you agree watching faces of fucking yeah. death bro yeah i you know we used to it. watch people bash monkey brains in and eat them and get quartered by horses and cars and shit you know we saw some crazy yeah. shit as kids so like this is not that bad like think of all the oh. horror movies and all the crap like uh, that were huge in the 80s growing up
0: interesting yeah jim you agree yeah in the moment if we're if we're in that 2005 moment we're still even though it's not around we're still fresh on hype for ecw so yeah Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, look at how we felt about RVD
2: Bigelow versus now. Even even that is colossally different. Right. Mm. We loved we loved Raven with the cheese grater on Tommy Dreamer. We thought that was fucking crazy. That sounds disgusting, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I think you're getting old on this, man. (laughs) It it was
1: just too much for me. It was too much for me. I thought you would have loved
2: this. It's a little reminding me like the ECW.
1: No, it was too much. All right. But okay. I'm glad we had a disagreement. It's good. It makes for interesting talk. Right.
2: Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is
1: that guy? The who the fuck is that guy for this week? There are actually nine rounds, but at the end of round eight, it's over. So you guys will have lots of chances. I will tell you quite frankly, I cannot win this week's Who the Fuck Is That Guy? It's a tough challenge this week. You both know who this is. I think it's going to be an interesting challenge to see if one of you gets it. Who won the last? We, Who the we fuck still is technically count me, even though it was eons ago. Jimmy. Okay. All right. Okay. So, Jim, here we go. Round one. Who the fuck is that guy? Katakari Max.
2: Lee Scott.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Incorrect. Mike. Kendo Shinkiba. Patanaka. Incorrect. Jim. Tom Kosati. Onida. Incorrect. Mike, round four. Lightning Kid 2. <laughs> oh, shit.
2: Billy Kidman.
1: Incorrect. Getting closer. Jim, round five. Monster C. Pass. Mike, round six. Mr. Baseball.
2: Dexter Hatfield.
1: Incorrect. Jim, round seven. Mr. Wrestling Three. Carino. Oh, my God. You motherfucker. Steve
2: yeah! Carino. <laughs> Holy, shit. Yeah, Holy shit. Damn, that was good. That, that was the next one. E-
1: incredible the next one is steve christie and then it's steve carino and he also did a gimmick of king carino Uh, the names are like really hard to guess because some of the names are japanese some of the names are american some are old school some are new school like yeah uh, fucking kendo shinkiba (laughs) i would have of course guessed a japanese guy there's no way i would have guessed an american guy and so why did he do all these gimmicks i have no idea but impressive jim (laughs) Holy shit very
2: very good That's great.
1: (laughs) And so, in this week's, this or that, hair pulling or eye rakes? Jim?
0: I rake all day because, like,
1: hair pulling is just.
0: Weak ass shit like I like I can buy like I can buy an eye rake like like maybe like if somebody's trying to go get a tag and pull the hair. But no, it's it's eye rake because it, it, it's a definite thing where you can feel that you've wrecked the momentum of the wrestler you're wrestling.
2: Mike, I like the eye rakes or or actually I like really like the eye pokes. Yeah, I knew
1: you were going to say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: because right right now you got two of the best ever. You got you got Mance Warner and MJF are just great with the eye pokes. So for me,
1: too, it's a clean sweep this week, the eye rake. But the reason why is when I was in grade eight, I don't know why this started in grade eight. We used to play this game in school during class. We'd go up to like some random kids in our class, like some some friend of ours, and we just put our hand on his face and pull down like we did a fake eye rake. And the guy had to sell it. And so we'd be doing that in class <laughs> all day long. And so for me, eye rakes have a special place in my heart. So we've heard what you've had to say, and a lot of you are saying that you love the discussion that we have amongst each other, but you're not really interested in wrestling that much. A thing that ruined it a little bit for me was I was standing next to my fucking useless brother.
2: So that was a- <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you told me we were doing Sting and Vader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're asking you you me you about shit from Sir. 35 years ago. <laughs>
1: I didn't have any friends in Buffalo at the time, so I wasn't familiar with Buffalo at all. It was just a dirty place on the other side of the border. <laughs> yeah. It freaked the hell out of me when I looked at the rankings and I saw Conan, Austin,
2: Jericho, us. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, right? It's crazy
1: you don't want to listen to all that wrestling bullshit then follow us on youtube on youtube we'll cut up all the intro segments and some of the games and post them on there as clips and so if you're not interested in the matches go over to youtube and subscribe to our channel it's six man tag podcast it's time for you to tag in don't forget to like and subscribe If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to write to us at sixmanpodcast at gmail.com.
2: For now, it's time to tag out. What? He's using hypnosis!